2: Hello everyone and welcome to Club Deck Corner here on Club Act 22, the Rangers podcast. Uh, this week in Club Deck Corner, we debrief in another old form disappointment and the rebuild starts now. Uh, I am Scott Carney, joining me tonight is Ali Pearson. How are you, mate? Not
1: too bad. Yesterday I felt absolutely horrific, to be honest. so was saying it right off camera there, that's probably the worst. That's the worst time I've had in a long time, to be honest. I'm actually going to blame it, Carney, and the beers in, um we were with we Church in Church in the Hill, Church in the Hill, yeah, because it, was it wasn't
2: because it wasn't because you was not the tops, mate. So you were just was wasn't the tenants,
1: wasn't tenants. So, um, <laughs> I'll blame it on that and Fashion Sakala as well. So, yeah, uh,
2: well, I've joined my club, mate, with blaming Fashion Sakala and uh, Ryan, it's good to see you back, mate.
3: Thank you, thank you, mate. Mister, um, wish we were going to be speaking about something more positive than a positive result, but unfortunately, not. Um, I also had the same, I, I was spiked with a hangover as well, Ali, yeah, but I wasn't drinking in the same pub as you, so I'm thinking it's maybe something to do with our team, but
2: uh, I we'll just go over a beer, we'll say it's the, the beer's fault. I was actually very well behaved when I got home, I went home earlier than you did and I'd stopped drinking, I just didn't drink, I didn't yes, had, something to eat. I had right a can of, can of juice and went to my bed, so no, I was, I was much yeah, more behaved. You're good condition, well. mate, you good condition. Yeah. Actually was productive yesterday, I actually was managed to do things yesterday with my day off, so um, yeah, all swings and roundabouts and all that. Uh, right, before we get into it, shameless plug as always, to support the podcast Reach the Next Level, you can join the channel for as little as 99 p a a month, you can also buy the podcast a coffee, enjoy the Coffee Buying Legend membership via buymeacoffee.com, all the links are description for this podcast and hurrah, we have made it past 4,000 subscribers on YouTube, which is absolutely ridiculous when you think about it and um, when we think about what we started off as to get past four thousand subscribers is tremendous uh really really is brilliant i cannot thank you enough for the support that you're are giving the podcast and i know that comes from the rest of the guys as well so yeah every cloud every cloud and all that every cloud uh so yeah gents tonight um tonight's agenda is pretty simple a disappointment old firm defeat and the rebuild of the current squad starts right now uh, i'm sure all of it will kind of roll into one, so we'll kind of get it done that way. I think we'll, we'll discuss different parts. Uh, however, just quickly, um, there has been another change at the club that was announced not long before we started recording. Um, the statement said on the club website, Rangers can today confirm Academy Director Craig Mulholland has decided to leave the club at the end of the season. The 45-year-old has played a huge role in transforming the club's youth set-up into a truly elite programme, which is now comparable with... Uh, that are the top clubs in Europe. The statement does go on however there is parts of the the comments from James Bisgrove that I would like to discuss so on behalf of the board I would like to, this is what James Bisgrove said, on behalf of the board I would like to sincerely thank Craig as he moves on having transformed our academy into one which is on par even exceeds many clubs in Europe's biggest leagues. Craig will leave the club with a fantastic legacy which includes the professionalisation of our women's programme, being the leader on the B teams, being introduced into senior Scottish football, creating our Bocair Academy Performance School and having brought in over 15 million in academy player sales in the last five years. This is a bit I found It'll bit interesting. Together with Michael Beale, John Bennett and the board, I will now lead a thorough process to identify his replacement as we continue a wide-ranging transformation in all areas of the football club. Uh, I'll come to you first. That's the first time that you've heard what Bisgrove had to say. I wish Craig Mahon all the best in the future. I do. I think there's some aspects that he's got pretty spot on. I think the success of both teams um, that he kind of oversees is lacking slightly. Um, the women's team, for one, I think the amount of money that was put into that, it's not really reaped the rewards as of yet. I think the future will still be still be promising for the women's team. But the comments on the pretty much the the wind the wide ranging transformation of all areas of the football club. It's another change at the club, mate, but I think this is coming from Bennett down. Um, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but there seems to be, there's going to be a change the way things were done at the club.
1: Yeah, there was rumours about him um, a couple of weeks ago, but moving on, so I wasn't shocked to, to hear that just before we come on a podcast. And yeah, it's, it's it's more change, and it's good because we need change. We need big big changes on the park and off the park, off the park the changes have happened so far this season. um and Dye he's overseen the you set up? I know you said there car is something that he's brought in fifteen million pound, and was that is that just Nathan Barnes? <laughs> <laughs> that's who that else? is. Nathan, that Nathan Barnes. That's exactly what, what it is. Because yeah. it sounds oh, it sounds brilliant. Fifty million pound, but that's one player. The yeah. B team for me has been um, not a failure because it's difficult to get players through the B team, but we've not really seen anyone apart from Parsons. Lowry's the only other one you can maybe think of, but. Yes, it's another another change that I, I think we need moving forward, Carney. And um I'm looking forward to the summertime and, and what Rangers plans are going forward because um it's the it's the right route we're going so far in terms of getting rid of the guys that have been there for a while now and, and moving on to the next chapter in Rangers.
2: Yeah, um I I agree with that, mate. I do agree with that.
1: Ryan, your initial
2: thoughts on on this. Um I think Ali's Ali's right. It's the the needing of fresh eyes, the needing of freshness, really, throughout the, the club that is um, that is required.
3: Yeah, he'll be a he'll be a big figure. I would imagine eh, Craig Moorehorn. I think <clears throat> I'm surprised at how many changes we've had eh, off the pitch in terms of chairman, <clears throat> manager, director, etc. I'm surprised at how many changes we've had. I think this is a I think it's a really good thing. I'm going to be optimistic about this. I think it's a good thing that we are seeing so many people leaving and leaving just now instead of waiting until the summer and, and and then having to get people to settle in or identify the right people. I'm not gonna, I, I don't want to focus on what Craig Mulholland's not done. What we do need is fresh ideas in there because I agree with Ali. We don't see enough coming through that academy. Where When Advocate was here and, and we got that, uh, those facilities, we were told how it's state of the art. It's going to produce the next generation. And we had, I think, with Barry Ferguson at the time, he was already through the youth system. But I'll be honest, I've been disappointed of what's come through. And I think I always, I see talent. Like, I remember seeing John Flight when he was young for the, the I think it was the reserves at the time they were caught it. it was the Rangers reserves. And I've always said, there's just something we are not doing right with our youth. We seem to have talent coming through and then they don't push on. And I, I don't know if it's a culture thing or it's, is it us not giving them a chance, but I'm hoping somebody comes in with fresh ideas. And I know that's not his only job. He's got to oversee the women's team, etc. and departments of the, of the club that I, I don't probably take an interest in, unfortunately. But I want to see some fresh blood coming through that youth system. And I want to see the next the next Barry Feggson, if you want to say it out, the next Nathan Parson coming through, because with those facilities and the money that's there, we certainly should be seeing that. And, I think it's a positive move from the club eh, to get some freshers in.
2: Yeah, uh, again, I agree Um. I, I I. plug along the same lines that I'm I'm shocked at how many changes there has been and I, I don't think it will be the last I think there will be others that you've probably not even thought about that will kind of get brought up as well over the next coming months but I think it's an important thing for the club to do we're not just still on the park, but we're still off the park as well and all of this is bringing freshness and it's bringing optimism which is a good thing considering what we are about to go on and speak about, gentlemen Um. We'll leave that there Uh. we'll move on to We'll move on to Sunday. Um, Rangers lose the semi-final against Celtic by a goal to nil. Uh, Handing uh, a game I had very little expectation about. I'm not going to lie. Um, I was probably going there more than, more than hope than anything else, hoping that we would maybe do something and maybe... But I just I didn't really feel it. Uh, I didn't really feel it. We weren't great in the first half. We gave away a comedy goal, even by our poor defending standards. It was uh, particularly bad. Second half, we were better. Uh, but like I, I said on the club reaction pod that we done from the pub on Sunday, I'm not here to win. We were a better team in the second half. Trophy. I have gotten very, very very little interest in that. Uh, I think Celtic were pretty comfortable uh, and they were happy for us to have the ball. Um, and ultimately, we were we were never going to score. Ryan, your initial thoughts on on the game overall, mate, is a, a fair assessment of what I just said there. I, think you're, I, think you're spot on. Like absolutely spot on with what you
3: say. I think they're happy for us to have the ball I don't think we're the only team who play like that against us I think a lot of teams now have kind of worked out what we do and we try to work the ball to the wings and the the, the deep crosses and Tafetav ta- 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 and Barisic we don't offer much else in terms of cutting edge you can see Cantwell who stepped up and, and it gives us something different but in temp when we're attacking I mean we're painting the wall here you could listen to the last podcast the one before months before let's be honest yeah, so as Ali says, powder puff, we just don't have it. And and teams are willing to take a risk and, and give us the ball. When I'm exact same as you. I won't I won't say that I mean I'm not going to say Rangers weren't <clears throat> the better team at spells, but that's I'm the same in terms of you're not you're not happy with that. Oh we are the best team for 30 minutes trophy. If that was the case, Celtic would have won umpteen trophies in the nineties because it is literally the nineties reversed. At the moment, we look the better team. We hold on to the ball, but you know it's you, you actually know it's coming now. You know it's coming. You know there's going to be a mistake at the back, or we're going to do something stupid. And it's every single game against them,
2: and they know it. And that's the hardest thing to take. That is, I think that's the hardest thing to take. Ali, what about say right? And I, I, I'm honestly going to try and be positive and not fucking go all over the top here. But I think you can see there's definitely been. A better progression, not a, a, not a huge deal, but in the terms of the way we were approaching old firm games under Beal, I think he can see a slight improvement. But I think because we were better in that second half, I don't want that trophy because we've had that trophy already. We've had points in games against Celtic, we were the better team. This was the time to beat Celtic, and ultimately we didn't.
1: No, the game went exactly... I was the same with you, Carney. I went there in, in hope, to be honest. But the way the game went i could have scripted that before the game happened if i'd written down how this game was going to happen it'd be like that because it's you just know what's happening is like you say we give away stupid i mean the goals we give to Celtic in the last couple of games honestly no. <laughs> it's comedy stuff and that one we gave it harmed in the weekend that's worse than schoolboy football up and then up front but just toothless up front we've got nothing up there at all and Yes, we had all the ball in the second half, and I thought we looked decent. But I think, like, as Ryan says and you said, too, Chelsea are happy to give us the ball. They were happy to give us the ball. They can nick it off us, because they've got pace with Jota, Maida, Kyogre. They can hit us in the break. I honestly don't think they really got to second gear. I don't think they had to go to second gear. I thought we were good in spells, Rangers, but no, there was never a point in the game I thought I could feel us scoring. The first half, I always felt they were going to get a goal somewhere. I just, I could just feel it after about 25 minutes. I just thought they were starting to get a grip of the game. And I thought they're likely to score. And it doesn't help when our defence gift goals like that It's criminal. But yeah, Beals, Beals he, he's, he's getting as much as he can out of these group of players, can he? But ultimately, these players have failed us continually. So why was it going to change at the weekend there? And it just shows why there's there's major change needed in the summer.
2: Yeah, Ryan. In terms of the lineup, I don't think you can really be overcritical of what he chose to play because what else is he meant to do right now? Genuinely, um, there's obviously we'll come on and speak to more about more individual players. But would you realistically have done anything different with, with the starting eleven? Would you have? For I mean, by what's available to him on the bench? Because when you look at the bench, you're kind of going, "Who do you start there? That's over. Who who he's brought in? He's." Arguably named our strongest squad. Maybe not in terms of form right now or anything like that, but ability-wise, he's probably named the, the strongest squad he could. Apart from Ryan Jack, obviously, because <laughs> he's injured. <laughs> I, th- I, think, I, think it's
3: a, I think that's the most frustrating thing for us is because there's players on that park who, who you, you knew what you were going to get from them on Saturday. Mm. You knew you were going to get lacklustre. You knew you were going to get slow... I'm going, to, I'm going to say, in terms of Tillman, you were hoping not, but you kind of probably knew that, that that's the kind of game he was going to have, and then you look to the bench and there's players who don't want to be there anymore. We have a player on the bench who we all know, everybody knows he's, he, he's checked out a long time ago before Bill even came. And it's just, I do feel for Bill. I've been critical of Bill as you know, guys. I spoke to him in the pub and I've, there's a few red flags for me, but in terms of his team selection, I don't think he can do any more again in hindsight I, I always say if you keep going with these failed methods Ryan Kent I mean these players do you would you have started Matondo? I know it sounds crazy or Scott right because mm-hmm. Ryan Kent just didn't deserve the place for me on Saturday and I'm and I'm not just I don't want to just single out any player because collectively they're failing so they're all responsible but if you want to be over critical I mean, you could say take a gamble you knew we all knew we we're gonna get out of Morelos, Kent, players like that on Saturday, uh, on Sunday. And I think that's maybe the only the only bit of criticism he could give Bill, but at the same time he's, he's he's put his trust in these guys and they've let them down and, and I'm sure I'm sure he'll have let them know that.
2: Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. Um Ali, I'll come to you about Ryan Kent. He was abysmal, mate. Like honestly, abysmal. Um, I know, obviously, he's a different player in training. I get all that. Bill's not going to be playing him if he looks like his head was down and he wasn't really interested in it. But from what we've seen on him on Sunday, mate, that's up there with the worst that I've seen. Ryan Kent. I always said that Ryan Kent would show up. Uh, in an old firm game, and nine times out of ten, it's, I've probably been right about that. And I don't mean he's been great. He set he set the he set the heather in like fire, or he's scoring goals, but it, it, he's he's a he's a presence, and Celtic are usually aware of his presence. I generally think I could have marked Ryan Kent on Sunday.
1: Ryan Kent was atrocious on on Sunday there. I just I put up arguments for Ryan Kent. I, a lot of folks said ryan has been harping on him, but don't play him because he's not going to be here next season. And I would say back to Fort like Ryan, who else do we play? Do we play Matondo, Do we play Scott? Right. Ryan Kent is the better is the better player. And I honestly thought he's got one last chance. And Morelos will throw him in the same in the same yeah. bag as well. One last chance to show a bit of pride. Um and to leave Rangers with their head held high. And I thought he was abysmal that first half. I thought he hit Carney, didn't want the ball. Folk can say I even maybe he's carrying an injury, but if he's carrying an injury, he shouldn't be playing. So I thought he was shocking. I, it's the worst I've seen Ryan Kent. There was a ball, Cantwell was bursting through the middle way a ball, and there was <laughs> nobody going near him. I was screaming for Ryan Kent to go out with him. And the amount of times has got a got ball on the left hand side, nowhere near him, nowhere to be seen. I thought he was shocking, and I wasn't. Sh- I wasn't shocked to see him hooked at halftime. Um, and moving forward, I would not play Ryan Kent. In any Rangers game moving forward after that performance, I thought he let us down as fans. He let his team down, and he more importantly let Michael Beale down because Michael Beale, I think, has backed him. He's known him since he was yeah. 15 years of age, and he's let him down big style on Sunday. Um, so for me, thanks for the memories, yeah. Ryan. But cheerio, he can go now. For me, he can pack his bag.
2: Yeah, I uh, I concur. mate. I, I think I think after Sunday. The way that I felt after leaving the stadium, it was a kind of realisation came over the top of it where I thought, nah, this, no, we can't do this anymore. We, we can't pretend that it's okay, that players aren't. And I know sometimes I am, and people criticise me in the comments for all the time, that I, I try and not get too negative on players and I try and see the brighter picture all the time, see the bigger picture all the time. But it's unacceptable, Ryan, uh, Ryan, Ryan Kent's standard on Sunday. It really is, It's it's the end of the road for him.
3: Oh, it's hundred percent. It was the end of the road for <coughs> for him after the Parkhead game for me. It was because I always back Ryan Kent for putting hundred percent in. I always say he's, he has a bad game in him or he has a bad run on him. He does, but he always gives a hundred percent. And he's checked out. He's he's signed a pre-contract. I don't know he's agreed verbally. He's checked out with Angels is very evident to see in terms of his body language he's not the only one. He's not the only one who's pulling out a tackle. not putting his body on the line anymore. And and that is why I said, I don't know, was it three, four weeks ago? I was like, players are like that. And I mean, this, this, we all saw Brian Loudrup in his last season. I used that as an example. And Loudrup has agreed to go to Chelsea. And we saw what we got out of Loudrup that last year. And I'm sure Brian Loudrup probably agreed with with on up to that. When you've checked out mentally, we've all been in jobs. And you know you're going to the next job. You're not really busting your gut or emptying the tank. Is. You just got on, but you're just turning up and we cannot we can't afford that, especially not in games of that magnitude. And Ryan Kent, I totally agree with Ali. I would not play him for now to end the season because I'll look back fondly at Ryan Kent and I'll have the memories of him against them and scoring some lovely goals against them. And, and that performance against Dortmund was magnificent. But I'm starting to get a better taste in my mouth with him now because he's yes. clearly checked out, and and I don't want to, I don't want to be bitter against him because he has been a good player for us. Take the price tag away, he has been a good player for Rangers, but it's starting to leave a better taste in my mouth watching him every week.
2: Yeah, that's the way I felt. A better taste is probably the probably a pretty way, uh, a pretty good way to sum it up, mate. That's the way I felt. I thought I could. There was actually a point as well that I forgot he was on the pitch do you know what I mean I forgot that he was back in the team and I was like what's Kent Kent's not done anything and obviously when you're watching an old film you're kind of in the heat of the moment and I was like he's not actually done anything and yeah even the one you didn't mention Raskin was bursting forward as well when he was kind of heading out towards the left and I'm like where is Ryan Kent <laughs> like why is he not there do you know what I mean it was a uh I just such a poor performance from him uh, and it does it just looks like a guy that now now knows that his future doesn't lie with Rangers and um, but it was completely unacceptable for me uh Malik Tillman I'll come back to you Ryan you did you briefly mentioned him when I first came to you mate um obviously he went off injured um Arfield replaces him uh, and it made an impact I thought I thought Arfield could probably put yourself name in the hat for being one of our better players on on Sunday but as uh is Tillman's future at Rangers now, um, especially as well that we are strongly linked with a Norwich player called um, Kieran Dow, um, and he's another one. If we can keep him fit, apparently from all reports, but he's maybe a pretty <laughs> decent player. Uh, but he is in that area where Tillman would be playing. Um, I, I don't, I don't think Rangers are going to put the money forward for Tillman. I don't think you'll see Malik Tillman in a Rangers shirt again, mate. I think that's it. I don't think I don't see him playing for Rangers again.
3: I think. I've also my I've always had a feeling that he's maybe not overly up for 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 signing anyway. I just I don't know if it's just his, his persona the way in interviews when he's asked about it he's never he's he's quite reserved in terms of oh I'll be up to Bayern and and Rangers to discuss that he's never really I don't believe he's never really said I want to be here this is I love it here he's never really said that and again. That might be I just don't
2: know. His, if, his I thing. don't know if he could though, because obviously Bayern are his parent club. Yeah. So like he is still a Bayern player, so he can't turn around yeah. and go. I don't want to play for Bayern. I want to play for no, Angels. So I, no, I, I know what you I mean. Don't. though. I don't know what you mean. I just—he's never really convinced
3: me in that side of things with his play. Malik Tillman's is a great player. He is. The, I, I, I know he's not turned up at all Firm games. I've I've watched this boy all season and. I can see him being a top player one day. I know it sounds crazy. I'm not saying like Premier League top four, but I can see him being a really good player one day. But Scotland's a different. It's a different place. We've seen so many players come here and fail, and I worry Tillman's not got. He's not got that fight in him to to dig out a game and to be a bit dirty and and, and play in these games where there isn't much football played. I think we need a player like that. And five million pounds is. Is a lot of money for us to take a gamble on someone who does just come up in the in the smaller games, if you want to call them that. Is that that's a gamble for us, and that it's a gamble we can't take, and I think we need to be looking at players who are established, who are ready to go, and who will put a performance in, and will lay a glove on that lot. And you will get a player for that for five million or less. It, it, you just need to scout well. You need to do your research well, and identify the right players. And I think between that and and Tillman, whether he wants to stay or not, I think that will.
2: The result of that will be the end of Tillman at Rangers, I think. Yeah, Ali, I muttered the words to my dad when he went, when Tillman went off. I said to my dad, "Eh, that'll be the last you see Malik Tillman in a Rangers shot. Because I just had that feeling of, I think that's another one that's just come to come to an end uh, He hasn't shown up in old-form games, mate There's no getting away from it I, I'm the same as Ryan, I've got no doubt he's a quality football player Absolutely, zero doubt about it I think he's got all the ability in the world He could really kick on and do a, a real good turn for for a team uh, And at a good level, like a really good level I do believe that is the case but just with this link, mate, it looks pretty inevitable that we've looked like we've signed Keenan Dow. Um, it does look like it's happening. Um, so I just feel like in that area, with Lawrence to come back and Haji and everybody else that's still there, I'm going, I don't think there's a space for Malik Tillman now due to the outlay that we would need to put down. And ultimately, mate, he hasn't performed in an old firm since he's been here.
1: No, he's not. I didn't think he was bad on Sunday just before. He was nicking a ball a couple of times, mm. drove it. but again... I just don't think he's a player that's going to make a difference for us in these games and we need players like that. In a business sense, if we signed Malik Tillman for five million, I think we'd make money on him. But we we need footballers and that's going to hit the ground running next season. And guys that are going to, as Ryan was going about, there about, when we play Celtic, we need big players. And I just, he's not done it for me. He's not done it in other big games as well. And, I agree. Five million pounds is a lot of money for us to shell out, and I think we could spend it better because, well, Bill said how many players that are potentially coming in this this um, summer window. So that five million, I think we could spend better elsewhere. So yes, I agree. I, I don't think I don't know how bad this injury was, but I don't think we'll see Malik Tillman in a Rangers jersey going forward.
2: I mean, Rangers Twitter was full of "there's nothing wrong with him." <laughs> He's chucked it; he doesn't want to be there, <laughs> which I think's pretty harsh because I think you could see yeah. the reaction in his face that he was—he was pretty gutted that he had to go off, and he did try and continue. But obviously, we we don't know what it is yet. We've not heard from—we've not heard from in, uh, in that sense, so that will all come out in the wash, I suppose. Um, Ryan, before we go any further and speak about other players, I have to talk about the goal. Unfortunately, mate. Uh, for our levels, mate, of the 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 poor, pathetic goals that we've been letting in this season, this is up there with the absolute best of them, if not the best. I, I can't understand our desire to let Celtic score a goal or to just hand it to them on a plate. I mean, they're the highest scoring team in this league by an absolute mile. They've got no problem scoring goals, but we decide, oh no, let's all just stop playing football for five seconds and let a guy... A guy that's probably, what, five yards further away than any other Rangers player and there's players that are only three or four yards away from the ball initially get to that ball first and cross it to the back post. James Tavernier is sleeping all day long. He's sleeping and it's as easy as you like for Jota to head that in. The standard of that goal, mate, is it's it's pathetic. It is amateur hour.
3: It's really a joke. It's I said I wouldn't get frustrated with them on Sunday because I was going with my head being like, I know what's going to come. They'll beat us. I'll just go on my day and I'll have a nice, relaxing Sunday. And then that goal happened and I went absolutely berserk. I could not mm-hmm. believe... I couldn't believe them. I can't. But I don't know why I should be surprised because it just it just sums us up our attitude. Why are we not playing to the whistle? Why, why are they reacting faster than us? why do we have so many defenders in the box and they can't mark the guy that scores it? It's just that I'm not going to single out any of them collectively. Once again, it's a a comedy show. And I said to a guy at my work, a Hearts fan, he said, do you fancy fancy your chances on Sunday? And I said, we'll concede a goal from a cross ball and either the right back or the left back will not lose his man and they'll score. And he said to me when I walked down at work this morning, he said, Unbelievable! I said it's not. A, it's not a hard thing to predict. That's teams target us now, and I know we're going to go on to it. But teams target us that down down the wings now, and but that's one thing. But just giving them the ball like that is, <laughs> and it's the ownership as well. I don't know if you guys have noticed. I think I don't know who it is. It might be Loonstrum. I can't remember. But there's two of them standing with their hands, like just looking at each other. And yeah. again, we've seen this a, a hundred times. No ownership. Nobody. Putting the hand up, or no, they just—they all look at each other as if what went wrong there, and it's—it's just collectively they're very, very poor, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, I don't—I don't blame one player um, for that either, mate. I I don't think you can. Um, Obviously, as Ali, you break it down a wee bit. Raskin shouldn't stop I know he thinks it's a foul and it probably is a foul let's not lie it probably is a foul but again it's irrelevant you don't just stand with your hands up if the referee doesn't blow for the whistle you go for that ball Barisic is kind of looking at Raskin as if to say hmm that's a nice pose I might copy you and do that pose will you uh, Maeda just reacts it's just a simple of well the whistle's not went so why are we all stopping looking at each other and Tavernier is still watching Raskin as the ball comes into the box and then realises oh there's Jota about two yards in front of me it's it's just unacceptable, mate, and that's that's one of the biggest things that Bill has to sort out is our absolute inability to not to not concede a goal that is our
1: fault. Yeah, I feel so, sorry for Michael Bill at times because the many goals we can see, he can't do anything about that. that as a, a coach, person. as
2: a coach, he must what? be
1: going, "Are you kidding yeah. on?" <laughs> like, as, especially after um, the game at Parkhead, where we we gifted two goals. He would have been saying to them, "Look, you need to cut this out and for us to get a goal at like that week, just before half time as well." I mean, for them, it was the best time for them to score. Not that stuffing and it was I thought, but it's schoolboy stuff. I mean, I went in the toilet half time. there was a guy behind me shouting about, "I can't believe we did that." And I turned around and went, "Have you watched Rangers all season?" I can. It's not a surprise to me. Um, it's, it's poor. It's poor from all, all the players opening up in the park. Can you are and barris looking at each other to have at the back post? But Celtic are alive. To, they're always alive. I mean, even the the two goals at Parkhead when you're passing the ball back and that, they're always alert. We're not. Um, and you can't give it, like you say, can the biggest, well, I, mean, I don't know, I mean, goals Celtic have scored in the league this season, but it's a, it's a fair whack and you kind of give teams like that opportunities like that and they jumped on it. It was a decent ball but that meter and Jota, five foot, whatever it was, just not just in the back of the net. It was um, It's not a shock to me. It wasn't a shock to me. I just knew we would do something like that. And it knocked the stuffing out of the Rangers support as well because we kind of knew we had to score the first goal, Carney. And when they scored the first goal, deep down, I thought, nah, we're not scoring.
2: I've I harped on about it. I don't know how long I've been harping on the fact that if we concede first, we won't win the game um, against Celtic. And it was right. And I, I think that was my biggest frustration at the time and when it was. And you could literally, you could feel the air going out every Rangers fan in the place. Everybody was just like, I can't believe we've just done that again. And it's just, it's something that you're just going to continue to see until Bill really works hard to stamp it out. Whether that's going to be change of personnel, we'd have... But Barisic, but Davis, even uh, strong rumors um, that Davis is going to be getting moved on as well. So that I think there's going to be change in that department. But it's going to need to happen. It's going to need to happen. Um, and for once, I can't really blame Alan McGregor. He exactly can't come for that ball with the way the way that's been played. So yeah, very disappointing. Very disappointing. Um Second half, uh, Bill did start flinging stuff at a wall and hoping that was something that was going to going to stick for him but I, I can't I can't say I blame him I'm not I honestly can't because the players that we that were on that pitch were ultimately letting us down um, we've seen Sakala um, came on uh, we've seen Yilmaz Matondo and Haji. and it brings me to the man of the moment um, Ryan Fashion Sakala the miss mate um, ah, that's it for me I am completely done. I I don't think he deserves to be here. Stats, yes, whatever. The people looking back and say the stats about all that. Ultimately for me, mate, he's not good enough to play for this football team. He's far too erratic. You can't miss two chances like that in your Ranger's career and get away with it. Um so for me, I am I'm completely done. He should be moved on. Yeah,
3: he's um throwing it right in my face because I think the last time I was on that I was saying you just persevere with Sakala. This is what you get. You get the misses, you get the erratic. You get Nah, It's not good enough. The, the first time he did it, he's had a shocker. It happens. That was unacceptable, and that's what you get with fashion Sakala. Apparently, he's popular, and apparently there are clubs waiting to take him. Do business rangers cash in and let him go? We got him for free. Uh, if there's somebody willing to pay money for him or the best fashion or the best honestly he's a nice fella he's gave us some laughs at times He scored some nice goals if someone is willing to pay money for him
2: goodbye yeah uh, 100% yes I'm All trying right. to be nice <laughs> I know I know the thing is though right and it's not it's not it's nothing against him personally you can't I, I've said that a million times as well you, I can't I can't fault somebody for not having the ability, in order to be a good football player. Like I can't, I can't, I can't criticize somebody for that. His efforts great, yes. He's a lovely guy, but ultimately, Ali, he isn't good enough to play for Rangers, and we can't continue down the road of having players that are okay. He might score other times, he might miss. We can't ha- we can't have that. We need people. We need ruthless attackers. Mate, is what we need.
1: Yeah, he's not good enough to to start for Rangers for me. I think me and Scotia have said I I could see him as a squad player, but would I be disappointed if he moved in the summer? No, I wouldn't. If somebody came in with money, I'd move him on. But at the same time, if he's still there next season as a squad player, I I wouldn't be overly disappointed as long as we bring in um, other strikers to, to play ahead of him. If at the weekend, I mean, to do it once at Hamden, you can... It happens, as Ryan says. It can happen as a footballer. But to do it twice, and this was this was worse this one. I mean, I was right behind it when I was sitting. It was slow motion when it happened. I just couldn't believe it. Like, all of us beside me, we just, I actually sat down. and went, not again, honestly. <laughs> um, but there was a couple of chances he did, Carney, I remember a good bit of play. We came out for your back, moved the ball lovely, went up the park, and came to Sakawa, edge of your box, and he just balloons it right up in the stand. No one near the goal. Well, I put out, that
2: he, no, no, he put, put it out for a throw
1: no, mate. No, that's, no this, this is another one. Oh, the other one. If you look oh, at the, the one. Oh, I, 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 balloons right. when you lay out the stand and the one you're on about where it, it goes out for I This throwin. is all
3: the one game.
1: This <laughs> the is the all the one game, game. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 he's got no composure. He's got absolutely zero composure in front of goal. Yeah, now and again, when he's not got time to think about it, he scores the old world and it looks brilliant, but we can rely on Fast a Sakala. We can't. And it's not a difficulty going forward this season is well. We've got Morelos who for me I don't play Morelos going forward either. But Cicala is the only guy we've got as a striker at the moment, unless Cholaks all of a sudden fits. So we might have to see more of Sakala in the next five games because well you'll probably come on to him, Carney. So but in terms of Sakala, he's just not good enough. He's not good enough. And that's it. He's just simply not good enough. As a squad player, I but is a first team player for rangers to depend on no
2: i know it's very unrealistic due to the way we play football but i am sick of the term squad player do you know what i mean like i'm sick of it <laughs> i'm not i'm not expecting us to turn into man city like and have like 22 starters in your squad but we need at least 18 starters guys that can play every game and you you don't notice the dip from them playing and somebody else playing I know that's pie in the sky stuff I know where we play football And I know the kind of finances behind that But that's what we need to be aiming for We can't be aiming for Oh he's just a decent squad player Like your Scott Wrights Like your Hadji even now Because we don't know what he's actually going to be like When he's fully fit But I I, I, I think we need to move away from that term Ryan 100% I, I honestly agree with you You look at
3: that lot And I hate doing this but I can't help myself just now. You look at that lot across there, they're bringing almost like for like on, and they mm. actually let a, they, they let a striker away. <clears throat> was it January that Marcus or Giacomacus, what we call him? They let him away, and he was <clears throat> he was as good as anybody we've got up front, and they let him go because they've got Kyogo. They brought another they brought another boy, and I've not really seen much of him. They've got it all over the pitch. They've got like for like. They've got replacements there they let Juranovic, the, uh, let him go, put this boy Johnson and he's running. First whole firm game, he's laughing at the crowd, gets it straight in. It's just good scouting and identifying players that you can afford in your, your bracket. So I don't think it's unrealistic for you to say you need 18 players who can play every week. I don't think that is unrealistic. I know what you're saying because we're in Scotland, but you just need to target the right market. And that's yeah. what biel and his team need to do in the summer
2: ultimately that's where Ross Wilson has failed at his job as well that is this that that is clear as day now that we have too many that are just squad players uh, and there's a positive for you Ross Wilson isn't here anymore and there's a new there's a new regime taking control of the club which I am excited about I am excited to see what their ideas are I do think we're getting to the point now where you like right, let's have a conversation or let's hear what their what their thoughts are going forward I think it's important to keep the fans on side right now considering that our season's over and we're only in the second day of May so I think it's sooner rather than later I think the club should be coming out and doing that Bennett should be having his say Bisgrove should be having his say uh, and let the, give the fans even more op- optimism going forward we should be um, we should be looking really forward to, to next season and what the summer comes and I am looking forward to seeing what Bill decides to do I really am I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen we'll come to that very very shortly um, we've spoken about everybody pretty much Cantwell um, Raskin and Lundstrom um, all of them I thought they were decent enough honestly it's probably the best we've seen Lundstrom in once but again it's not one that I'm going to say oh that's it John Lundstrom's back but I do I thought he was better than I thought he was better than what we've seen previously from him, um, I thought he it was, I thought it was a decent performance by him but again it's all irrelevant because our front line was was posted missing the entire game <clears throat> Ali I think you make point um a point of it earlier on mentioned that Bill has made comment that there's going to be as many as a dozen uh, that could be going and a dozen that could be coming in. Obviously, um, Kent and Alfie, I think we all agree that we've probably seen the, the last of them. But realistically, mate, who who stays in this team now? Um, or is it easier to go through the ones that you think we should move on? Because um, if, even if you look at the... Look at the start 11, for example, like McGregor, Tavernier, Golden, Davis, Barris, it's Lundstrom, Raskin, Cantwell, and then the bench, obviously we spoke about Morelos and Kent, and then the bench was Haji, Matondo, Arfield, Kamara, Yilmaz, Souter, McLaughlin and Wright. Um, and it looks like reports today on heart and hand that McLaughlin and Scott Wright have been told that they can go, but it's, it's, you are getting to the point where you're like, I could probably count on one hand who I think would actually be, at like the, the, the term we just said, a starter for this, this team.
1: Yeah, well, I think we'll see the same guys. Goldson will be there next season as a starter for yeah. me. Tav will be there. Tav, I know. Whether you agree with like it or him. not? I know he he will be there. Tav, I'm pretty sure he'll start um, as the right back. Raskin and Cantwell. That's it. That. Four guys for me. That's it. That. Barisic, I think we. I think we would move Barisic on if we can. Um, in the summer like Bas, it's been alright this season to be honest Yilmaz come on obviously on Sunday there I think we should be giving Yilmaz a run from now to the end of the season I think he should play every game now but yeah that's that's the four players for me Karen. I'm trying to think of anyone else but yeah that's it those four guys Ryan Jack it's a discussion whether we give him a contract in the summer or not but yeah I, I don't see Ryan Jack as a first team player next season I see him as a guy that can come in and out and do a job for us but um, those four guys, that's it. And it's, yeah. you look at that, and two of them I've named, are two guys that came in in January. I think you look at the Celtic team that played us in the, the League Cup final, and I think they mentioned their team that started compared to the, the previous League Cup final I think we played, they had like one or two players left from that team, and we had about nine players or something. So we're in a very similar transition to what they did. So, yeah, those four players for me.
2: Yeah, Ryan, um, he's probably right, Ali. I, I think realistically, um, I think to nobody. Obadiah Tav will be there. Lundstrom will be there, I think. I don't think he'll get moved on. I, I, I think, arguably, though, he's a, he's, he's a form of asset that we could claw some money back on due to him in the last year of his contract. Raskin and Cantwell. And yeah, you're kind of going to go for, after that. You're kind of. Well, I'm not really sure, and you, you enter the grey area, and then you enter obviously the area where you're like, no, hundred percent, he should be moved on. Um, the job on hand here is a massive one, but I'm not going to lie, it does excite me. Generally, it does. I think it's a huge job, but with the way that the club are talking now, the way Bill's talking, the way Bisgrove has made comment today, and that statement, I'm going right. Okay, we are beginning to turn the screw here, and I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping the optimism leads to doesn't lead to disappointment
3: (laughs) It excites me as well I think this is where we should have been this time last year I think Van Brockhorst deserved the clear out because we all knew in a way Europe was not a noose rounder but it it was detrimental to Van Brockhorst because we were so poor domestically I think everybody forgot how poor we were domestically last year because we got to Seville and we needed this clear out last season mate. I, I think, I'll be honest, I, I think I texted Ali, or I phoned Ali maybe a couple of months into the season and I said, I'm concerned about us. I, I'm concerned about this team. There just doesn't look a bite about them. I know it's early on in the season, but I'm worried that we're not gonna win anything. I, I, I seen it straight away and I just felt that we looked stale in just exactly the way we were the, the previous season. So this is, this is much needed. However, the job is huge. And it's, Michael Beale can't do this himself he needs, I think he needs a director of football he needs someone else to help him he needs a scouting department to be on it they need to have players ready to sign and they need to be first teamers to touch on your point earlier about squad players we can't be signing we can't be getting rid of like Scott Wright and, and Joe McLaughlin and Haji name a lot of all these players and then bringing in squad players again, we need to be signing quality whether it's players who are on a Bosman and or whatever it is we spending money we need to sign first team players there's no getting away for that we need to a, a huge recruitment and if you look at again what Postacoglu did in one window it can be done mate you just need to make sure you're shopping in the right market
2: Yeah I think the club will spend I say don't listen to the 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 howls of the the moon howlers Uh, there is going to be money to spend I think the board know that they're going to need to spend money there's going to need to be investment Uh, uh, but again that probably leads back to the question about spending the 5 million on Tillman which I don't think will happen now because I think you could possibly get two players for that possibly three as well and plus I reckon Tillman would expect quite a decent wage because I'd imagine Bayern Munich are Paying on a pretty hefty wage as it stands, but what also I think is important is the players that are going to move on. Kent Morelos, especially, that's high wages that you're getting back. And I know we're not getting a fee back for them, but you are freeing up a wage bill to that extent of you could be signing a, you could be signing a pretty decent player for that amount of that amount of money, um, in terms of by paying them per week as, through Bosman's or whatever else like that. So I do think there is there, there is there is definitely. Optimism will begin to build once we start making signings, once we're linked and obviously once we hear from the board. Alex, before we finish up, your expectations for the rest of the season, mate, I, I fully expect to see some youth. I fully expect to see players that have maybe been on the fringes or their decisions haven't quite been made yet. I reckon a lot of players already know their future, whether they're getting, going to stay here or not. They'll be, they will have been told now. Um, but I do expect to see. B- B- Lowry especially, I expect him to see come into the team. Yelmaz, yeah, I think one of them. Matondo, generally, I'm not making a joke here. I expect to see Matondo get a run in the team. Are um, you along the same lines of that and Haji as well? You're going to need to get him fit. So there's he's got five games for a preseason, really.
1: Yeah, um, Morelos and Kent for me don't don't play for Rangers again. And I know we don't have strikers at the moment, but Morelos for me, no, nah, he doesn't. He doesn't start for me. So, strap yourself in for fast as a car. No, but Mirellis <laughs> doesn't start. Uh, I agree. The goalkeeping situation, if McCrory is fit, give him a game, put him in. Yelmaz has to start every game to the end of the season for me, give him a run. Boy Lowry, I'd throw him in. Matondo, I agree with you, Carney. I'd play Matondo every game at the end of the season as well. Hadji needs minutes. Um, oh, Scraping about who else is there. Um, Young Divine maybe has a goal. Yeah. So back in, possibly. Yep. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I I, I, ex, I expect changes. I expect changes on Sunday. So when we go to, to Aberdeen, I know we've still got Club Live to do, but when we play Aberdeen on Sunday, I expect a lot of changes from the team i seen at the weekend. And like you say, we've got five games to do. I know we play Celtic in two weeks as well. And people might think, did I bring these guys back? Because it's, it's one last chance of beating Celtic. I don't think you bring the guys back. I think they've failed them too many times. So, yes, it's um, let's bring these guys in, Carney, and give them a chance because they're owed a chance, especially Yilmaz and Matondo going forward. I thought Matondo's been all right since he's come on. He's been all right? Um, he's not. He's not. But is,
2: but is that the standard of the rest of the team we've well, seen just now? Do you know what I mean? You've got I that know.
1: argument as well. I no, know, I know. I know. But he, he needs to be given a chance under Bill. So, for me, he plays the, the final five games and so does Yilmaz. So, That'll be interesting Sunday to see what the team lineup is, but as what it is. End of the season They are dead rubbers. I know they'll firm's in two weeks, but I mean I'll I'll be there as always backing them. But the summer for me is um I'm looking forward to summer for change.
2: <laughs> yeah, and a <I'll> break. <laughs> and a break. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, um you're on the same lines, though. Bill has to be brave now. He has to be. These players will have been told. I do expect fully that the ones that are not going to be here will have been told they're not going to be here. So it's up to the ones that there's maybe a, a question mark over to be given their chance.
3: Aye, there's going to be there's hungrier players at Ibrooks than the players that we've been seeing on the pitch every week. I think I've been screaming for these type of changes for weeks now, but I understand why Bill hasn't done it because he can't exactly. Even though us, as his fans, we've written the league off a good while ago, he, he can't really be seen doing that, so I understand why he's not made those huge changes. I think going forward for the end of the season, I would like to see B.O.B. cutthroat and shows what he is made of and shows that it's not any of the pals act or a kind of statement, like maybe Kent not be in the squad or Alfredo Morelos not been in the squad or both. <clears throat> and I would like to see... I would like to see Zach Lovelace just give him a run out. There's nothing to lose. Yep. He's played with Millwall first team before. This, I, I know he's young, but just give him a give him a shot. This is their free hits for now to end of the season. So players like that agree, Lowry, etc. Divine, let Divine play. Like when are you going to play him if you don't play him now? So I I want to see big changes from now to the end of the season. And I think this to support Ibrox. We are crying out for freshness to see something different because we're all feeling that when we're going to Ibrox. We're going to see the same story, the same play every week. And just, if we just got a wee bit of light, whether it is divine or whether it is lovely or whether it is something fresh and you just let us just enjoy a bit of football from now the end the season, that's what I would like to do. Because it has been a slog for the supporters this season, mate. And, and that's not in Bill. That's not in Bill at all. But he's definitely got the cards to just give us a wee bit of something for now to the end of the season. And, um shows what you're going to be about if you can be ruthless and make these cuts.
2: 100%. Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly, mate. And talking about the slog, well, I think we mentioned the other podcast they we talked about um, Lawrence and I was like, that seems like about three seasons ago, that he was playing for us, and uh, it kind of shows you how long this this year has been for us. So, yeah, that will do us for tonight. There was wee bits of positive positivity, in that we weren't we weren't full negative. But what do you expect right now? Honestly, what do you expect for tonight? Alistair thanks very much, mate.
1: No problem. We'll be back in Friday as we as we preview Aberdeen. Um, Interested to see his presser, Bill, in terms of availability of players and will what's be. happening moving forward. So, um, yes, I will be back in Friday.
2: Magic. And Ryan, good to have you back, mate.
3: Thanks, mate. Good to be back. Um, hoping it'll be a better result this weekend. Hopefully we get a result and a bit of a performance from different players. But yes, I'll be back in Friday, mate. I'm looking forward to it
2: yeah looking forward to it as well we'll we'll do what we can to pick as much positivity as we can at the rest of this season and hopefully we do see the changes that we're all hoping for and these players do get a chance so just before you go as always please do like the video, please do subscribe to the channel that would be fantastic, we will be back on Friday with Club Live as always so until then enjoy the rest of your week, we are Club at 22 the Rangers podcast, cheers everybody